coordination and sounds. View to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. What are the rituals that are dear to you? Winding down with an adult beverage, particularly at the end of an extra long day, might be one of them. But a shift may be happening that suggests many of us are looking for more mindful ways to unwind and more ways to be present in moments of celebration. If you're listening to this episode at the time of publish, it's January, which often is referred to as dry January for those who want to start the year fresh by taking a month off from indulging in alcohol. But lately, more often, I feel like we're experiencing, I don't know, a dry everywhere where both peers and myself are taking more steps to reflect on our relationship with alcohol and becoming more aware of the way it plays a central part in our social gatherings and culture. I'm director of podcast Taylor Camille, and I wonder, can we find pleasure in the slew of non-alcoholic beverage options out there? And will the months to come look more dry even past January? Master distiller Morgan McLaughlin and co-founder of Alcohol Alternative De Soie dives into these questions and more with us today. Dessois is an alcohol alternative. It's a sparkling non-alcoholic aperitif that's infused with adaptogenic plants. Uh, My background is I'm a master distiller. I've developed yummy beverages for the last 15 years. Um, I'm one of the few female master distillers in the country and probably also the world. There aren't a lot of us in this this line of work. And I co-founded this company with Katie Perry a year ago. Yeah, that's amazing. I'd love to get, you know, the background of how you and Katie came together to start this company. Yeah, so very funny. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a I'm a product wonk. I'm a super nerd. You know, I work in my little garret uh, formulating things. I'm pretty isolated, but I was introduced to Katie through my friend Michael, and I didn't think anything of it, but she... It was just like a really genuine, sweet, cool person. And we were chatting and I was telling her about this line of products. And it was one of those funny things where like she, she was able to articulate 
the brand and the product as soon as I told it to kind of started explaining she was like oh yeah it's this, <laughs> this, and it. this, and this, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And she was able to articulate it better than I could, honestly. Uh, I didn't know this, but she's also a big investor in, in natural food products. And she's very interested in being involved in businesses that are, you know, generally uplifting to mm-hmm. people <laughs> in general. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny, I'm a little old for her music, but it, her whole <laughs> ethos is really about uplifting people. Yeah. And she, yeah, she got it. And she's like, I want to, I want to get involved. And it was just this very organic thing. And you guys were, were you both pregnant at the time that you were? I left that part of the story. Yeah. So we were actually both pregnant at the same time. This is, uh, you know, beginning of the pandemic. So my little boy was born about four months before her daughter, Daisy. So we're both pregnant, both not definitely not drinking at that time, both. And (laughs) the, the other funny, you know, thing about both of us is, well, we're both very into health and wellness. We're also both, you know, we've, we've done our time as party girls. We yeah. like to have a good time. So like we yeah. share, we have that in common too, or I would like to think of us as like fairly dynamic women that are now mm-hmm. in this phase of motherhood and also, you know, running businesses. Which adds another layer. And why do you think, you know, aperitifs like the swa are important? I feel like it's important to have these options and, I would love to hear, like, why you think so. Well, I mean, when you talk about aperitifs, you know, not every American is familiar what an aperitif is, but, yeah. um, you know, an aperitif tends to be a wine-based alcoholic beverage that is lighter in alcohol, has a bitter component. So um, aperitif means to, you know, apero means to open up. So, so with traditional herbs that are used in aperitifs, um, tend to have a little bit of a bitter component. Um, you know, some are more bitter than others, uh, but they um, actually prepare your stomach to receive food because it, it, it actually gets the digestive juices flowing. Now, not everybody knows that, but that is the philosophy behind, or at least the established use case, <laughs> you know, going back, uh, uh, okay, you know, a couple hundred years, couple hundred years, that's sort of like the excuse for having an aperitif is like yeah. getting yeah. your body ready to have <laughs> But, you know, it's also just sort of a nice light drink um, that sort of moves you into the, the relaxation part of your day, which is in the evening. The appreciation of aperitif culture, I think, is, is I've watched grow dramatically um, in the last, I would say, five years. Um, you know, the idea that you're going to have like a nice moment in between, you know, late afternoon, after work, before dinner, and just sort of relax a little bit before you move on to the next, you know, part of your day. Those rituals, whether it's a personal ritual or a social ritual, um, I, I really believe we need from sort of an anthropological, sociological standpoint, like we have so many cultural rituals around food and beverage. Um, a lot of them are very tradition bound, but, but having that moment, um, and having something celebratory is just a nice thing to do for yourself. And it's a nice thing to share with another person. The other thing with the swas, I designed them so that, you know, while they are aperitifs, they, they certainly do have a, a bitter component that is a traditional to European aperitifs. And then on your site, you guys mentioned that the ethos of Deswa is really for moments of pleasure and restraint. And I just wondered, 
Why do you think consumers are looking to be more present in moments of pleasure and exercising more restraint in what they're drinking, what they're consuming, and how they're showing up at different moments of our lives? You know, we live in a really interesting time where I think cultures evolved. Our rituals around eating and drinking have evolved drastically as well, not to mention okay. the demographics of who's drinking what and when. I am someone who loves alcohol. Um, I make it. I could literally go swimming in, in gin. Um, <laughs> but like a lot of people these days, I wanted that a similar sophisticated beverage that was celebratory and was a, a real sensual sensory experience. I wanted the relaxation benefits that come with alcohol, but I didn't necessarily want the side effects yeah. uh, and the negative attributes of alcohol. And this actually goes for a lot of people working in the alcohol, beverage and hospitality industry. Just found myself wanting that experience, but being a little over the, the effects of alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't a trend. This is a, a, a cosmological shift mm-hmm. um, in culture and people are looking for better for you options. But at least historically in the last 10 to 20 years of beverage, better for you options haven't necessarily been a pleasurable option. So I, right. I saw an opportunity there for making something that was really special and celebratory that didn't have alcohol in it. Yeah. And I think a word that I've been hearing tossed around a lot is um, mindful drinking. And I wondered if you could kind of define mindful drinking as like a result of this shift. You know, most people don't have alcohol dependency, but they have a a little bit of a, just a habit Mm -hmm. of of reaching for that beverage as a way to unwind or as a way to mark a moment in the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mindful drinking to me is just checking in with your body and saying, do I want, do I want an alcohol beverage now? I might, I might, or I might want something different. Yeah. The other follow-up question I had to that was how, you know, have you yourself infused mindful drinking in your day to day? Because it can be so easy to just be like, I'm going to have wine. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) But instead be like, I think I want something that will have the similar relaxation effects, but maybe, you know, I won't feel as crappy the next day. Yeah, totally. In my <laughs> personal history, um, not only was at, was I a distiller who was around alcohol all the time, and I literally have to drink alcohol for my job. Mm-hmm. And I have to drink alcohol at times of the day where I don't necessarily want to. You know, I was finding even if I was tasting and using a spittoon and spitting out, I was still getting a little bit of a buzz. I was getting a little tired. So I, I found myself almost resenting <laughs> having that side effect of <laughs> drinking for my job, drinking mm-hmm. for work. For me, the, the mindful drinking is, do I really want to feel buzzed in an hour or two? I, you know, this is after work. I want to be present with my child. And I do drink alcohol. I love wine. I love natural wine. I love cocktails. But you know, my body tells me that I just feel better if I kind of limit that to a couple nights a week. Yeah. But I still want that special thing on the other <laughs> nights of the week. Exactly. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
It's funny. I, I decided myself to cut alcohol in May of 2022. Personally, I've had so much more energy. I can remember things. Yeah. Like, you know, I feel a little bit more of control. And I, I think my biggest things were I was feeling like I was going to be super anxious in social settings. And then that just like has not been a thing. And so yeah. there's also just so many more options. There's more than Diet Coke and Pellegrino now because of Deswa mm -hmm. and other, you know, people you share the shelf space with. And I was at a holiday party last night. And it was like, oh, let's try this non-alcoholic rum. And I got you some non-alcoholic beers. <laughs> like there was just like a whole plethora of things that were at my disposal. We're obviously doing this episode because January is when so many people kind of like play with their relationship with alcohol and dry January is such a big thing. We're calling this episode dry everywhere because it just <laughs> seems like <laughs> there's this this shift, like you said, of like mm -hmm. bringing this mentality into more months than just the start of the year. What do you think this looks like past January 31st? Like. What kind of trends are you tracking um, in the non-alcoholic space? You know, I think one of the things that's happening is people are sticking their toe in to the world of abstaining for alcohol for even short periods of time. And like mm -hmm. yourself, they're discovering, oh, actually, I like went to that party and I had a great time and, and I woke up in the morning like fresh as a daisy the exactly. next day. And yeah. I have more energy and more focus. And 80% of our consumers are not people who are fully abs abstinent from alcohol. They're just people who are trying to reduce their drinking. Mm -hmm. And they're noticing the health benefits of that. You know, I don't think that we're entering a new, you know, temperance movement. But I, I think people are, are just sort of experimenting. Yeah, right. The primary concern when people are abstaining from alcohol or taking a night off is like, am I going to have fun? Am I going to be fun? <laughs> like all of these things. And I think like you capture so much of this emotion of just like how non-alcoholic beverages can still capture fun and make make memories memorable and still make you feel like you're indulging in something that makes you feel good. I just wondered like, how do you feel like you are putting the fun in something that could easily be seen as non-cool or like just such an alternative from the mainstream ritual of like drinking, socially drinking. You know, the pleasure aspect is really important to me. I mm -hmm. think that feeling good, having fun, connecting with people, uh, having sensual experiences, pleasure is important to our health and wellness. Mm -hmm. You know, I really wanted a the the beverage from the flavor profile of the beverages to be bold and memorable, um, and really an experience. Roma, top notes, middle notes, a nice body, an interesting finish. You know, really mm -hmm. to be like an evocative sensory experience, and then you know from in terms of the functional attributes of mm -hmm. the beverage. And I actually collaborated with this really incredible ethnobotanist named Carrie Hughes. The plant med medicine that is in, in these drinks, we formulated just to kind of give a general sense of well-being. We designed it so that it's something you get like a real sort of nice, relaxed, loose in your body, loquacious in your mind. Um, experience after two or three so you're getting kind of that nice kind of floaty relaxed feeling without it being kind of like putting you to sleep 
Again, that's mm -hmm. a pleasure thing. That's one of the attributes of having a drink that I like. But again, I don't necessarily want a hangover. It's so cool that there's so much science behind this and so much like thought that goes into this for it to still give you a different experience and like a playful experience that you don't have to feel like you have to be three alcoholic beverages in to feel something, <laughs> you know? Also the idea, like, I don't like the idea of people feeling like they're missing out on something. I don't like the non and non-alcoholic <laughs> But it, mm. but, it, but it's hard to find other language, you know, other language. Just other language. Yeah, we need to work on yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I really want Deswa to feel like a win-win, like a net positive. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, mm -hmm. when I go out to parties and I don't drink and I'm drinking Deswa, at the end of the night, I kind of feel like I've gotten away with something. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm like going home and like, at I a reasonable great. time you feel great yeah. or not yeah <laughs> you but feel like... great but you have it all together <laughs> you didn't leave your your keys your no. phone like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you do feel like you got away with something and you're just like i'm not going to remind them of <laughs> how they acted but <laughs> I, <laughs> i've got it <laughs> Do you have any advice for listeners who are taking on the dry January challenge, how they can be kind to themselves or what to anticipate as we enter this new year? I, I think one thing is like, well, it's actually funny because this is an Alcoholics Anonymous slogan, but what, like one day at a time. One day, I love, P.S., I love Alcoholics Anonymous slogans, but one, one day at a time, just try it out. Just try it out. Mm -hmm. Just try it out yeah. for one day. Try it out for two days. Not a big, yeah. like, not a big deal and, and see how you feel anytime you choose to listen to your body. It's an act of self-love. Self mm -hmm. My body sometimes tells me to reach for a dessoir. Sometimes it tells me to reach for a Manhattan. But yeah, I, I feel empowered in my choice. So I think people get overwhelmed when they, they think about lifestyle shifts as these big things, whatever it is, could be exercising. It's just like, just, you know, just, to, just for today, go out for a yeah. walk in the sunshine, see how you feel for 30 minutes. It, You're probably yeah. going to walk for an hour because it feels good. It's those little things, right. That, yeah. that you don't think are going to move the needle, but they really do. Yeah. So here at Well and Good, we start off the new year with an initiative called Renew Year. And it's just kind of a way to like remind our readers, our listeners that like you don't have to start from scratch. You can just kind of like renew the habits and things that you're already doing and just kind of like double down. Um, so I wondered, when do you feel you're most renewed or what are some habits that you're going to hone in on in the new year? For me, recharging actually means kind of going inward mm -hmm. and and just it's really about intuition and listening and going inward and you know not scrolling TikTok or instagram and, yeah. and just sort of like uh, unplugging a little bit and and just taking that moment to connect with myself uh and go inward and and calm my mind and and, and listen i think listening I definitely feel calmer in mind after listening to Morgan and how she found herself on this journey with Deswa and came away with more ideas on how to make room for more mindfulness this year. I wonder how you yourself are finding moments to be renewed and recharged in this new year. 
I'd love if you send us an email at podcast at wellandgood.com or even drop us a DM on Instagram. On today's show, you heard me in conversation with Morgan McLaughlin. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. This episode was scripted, edited, and mastered by Sarah Gabrielli and produced by Ella Dove, Abby Stone, and myself, Taylor Camille, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. Our theme music was created by Madeline Lakomsky and Matt DiDomenico. Our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette.